tonight um, in our lesson, the fifth lesson in this series, I'm going to I'm going to talk about the four necessities in growth. The four necessities in growth. Now we're talking about the concepts of spiritual development, uh, and uh, our main text is going to come from Ephesians chapter three, in the King James version. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 19 of the original King James. And this is going to be the meat of our lesson tonight. Apostle Paul said, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might, by his spirit in the inner man. That's the first necessity. Verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, the second one here, being rooted and grounded in love. Hallelujah. Then he said, may be able to comprehend. This is the third necessity of growth being able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, the length, and the depth, and the height. Hallelujah. In other words, God don't want you to be spiritually stupid. <laughs> Just plain and simple. It's his desire for us, amen, that we might be able to understand. Think about it. Comprehend it all. The breadth, the length, the depth, and the height. It's not God's will for you just to Memorize Acts 2.38, and that's all you got in your head. Because that's just the foundation. If I go out here and buy a piece of property, and I go out here and buy some brick old blocks and lay a foundation, but I don't do nothing else, the only thing I've done is wasted my money and my time. Hallelujah. The plan of salvation is just a foundation. And there's the church... That's one. Uh, there, there goes another reason why we're going to we're going to have this big shaking in the end time. Going to shake out some of this loose stuff, but we got a lot of people's been in church for a long time. They ain't got no further than a foundation. Hallelujah, Amen. Verse nineteen, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, and this here's the fourth necessity that we that ye might be filled with all. This is powerful right here. All the fullness of God. My. The four necessities. If you're going to grow, these are necessities. If you, if you lose out on any one of these four, you're going down the drain. You ain't going to grow. You're going you're gonna to give up when, when this thing begins to come together. You, these are necessities. These ain't options. Hallelujah. You go to buy a car. Amen. There, you you, uh, you can get different packages. There's different options you can get. I mean, it's not it's, it's not the meat of the thing, but they're, they're little side things. That, you know, I mean, you know, nowadays, I mean, it's about everything. I mean, you men, them contoured seats to give you that lumbar support and heated seats and cooled seats and uh, uh, the, uh, the, the cup holders there. You can hit one button and keep whatever you got in there hot and hit another button. Uh, you know, uh, uh, keep it cold. Man, all, all those things are options. But guess what? You pay for options. 
Hmm? They don't they, they 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 don't come they don't come with the base price. And there's there I know Jesus paid for our salvation, but there's some things that that's your responsibility that you're going to have to be willing to pay for some things if you want to grow in God. Hallelujah. Amen. So that right there in those passages of scriptures is what the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me in my prayer and gave me this today, uh, the four necessities of growth. First one, now let's, let's, let's talk about them all briefly as time will permit. First, strengthened in the inner man. That's the first necessity of growth. Uh, he said that we, he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit, that's the Holy Ghost, in the inner man. The first necessity, if we're going to grow, the inner man has got to be strengthened. Hallelujah. Amen. We've got to strengthen that inner man. How with? Through his spirit, through the Holy Ghost. We as human beings tend to spend most of our quality time and pampering the outer man. Hallelujah. Now, when I say the outer man, I'm talking about the body or the flesh. Glory to God. Hallelujah. There, <laughs> should I say this, Brother Paul, or not? Should I say it or not? Hallelujah. There, there, there are some, and nowadays men too, but there are some sisters, and i got to say and brothers in the church, that spend more time standing in front of the mirror preparing to go to church fixing himself up, the body, the outward man, than what they'll spend in prayer, Bible study, hello somebody, that's one of them ouch amens. We get so concerned about the outward man when the outward man, the Bible, Paul said this outward man is perishing. You, you, want, you want to know why you can't do some things that, at 65 and 70 that you did when you was 15 and 16? Hallelujah. That body's perishing. It's going away. Hallelujah. But the inward man gets stronger or supposed to get stronger. Hallelujah. The greatest reason we feel, now listen to this close. The greatest reason that we feel beat up, abused, and stomped by the devil is because we allow the inner man to stay malnourished while the flesh is loud and strong. Hallelujah. I didn't have time to do the printing and do on here, but I, I, looked, I looked on the Internet, and I, I typed in, I typed in uh, uh, starving children. Man, I'm going to tell you what, some, some of the pitifulest pictures came up from some of the third world countries. Count every bone that they got, bellies swollen out. Uh, pitiful, malnourished, starving. And you'll find that people, when they're always, now we're all going to go through situations. We're all going to have to deal with some things. But church, it's not the will of God for us to walk around malnourished, humped over, like we haven't ate anything 
and a month of Sundays. We're supposed to build up this spiritual man. If the devil's all time on your back, beating you down, amen, and, and, and throwing this at you and that at you, and you feel like you can't handle it more, that, that's, a, that's a sign right there that you ain't been feeding the inner man enough. Because greater is he that's within you than he that's in the world. If you got the Holy Ghost, there's no excuse for the devil to beat you up. Comes back. Comes back. We allow the inner man to stay malnourished while the flesh is loud and strong. This building up of the inner man comes through total submission to the Holy Ghost and receiving the word of God to nourish us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I, I, I've, I've said this a lot down through the years. Because I always hear people in Pentecostal circles say, Well, you know, so-and-so got the Holy Ghost. Has this one got the Holy Ghost? Has that one got the Holy Ghost? And I've come to believe and rely on, and I feel like it's truth, that it's not so much as whether or not you got the Holy Ghost, but it's whether the Holy Ghost has got you. Hallelujah. It's more important that the Holy Ghost has me. Hallelujah. I've got to yield myself to the Spirit. Jude chapter 1 and verse 20. Now look at that real close. You can see it on the screens or you can look in your handouts. But ye... Now, he's got the word ye there. That ye is plural. It's not, you can't replace that with you because in the original, it's tended to be plural. And when he said ye be loved, he's talking to the whole body of Christ. Every one of us. But ye beloved, building up yourself. All right, here we go now. Building up that inner man. How we do it? He said that we do it in his might through his spirit, which is the Holy Ghost. But ye, beloved, building up yourself in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm going to say something right here that a lot of people may not understand, but I can't help it. It's because you haven't, you haven't got a hold of the knowledge, right? But every one of us should be speaking in tongues a whole lot more at home than what we are when we come to church. Hallelujah. It's an old-fashioned term, and it's not taught on much anymore. But I don't care how long you've had the Holy Ghost, there still need to be some time in your life that you get out and you pray through. Hallelujah. Paul explains everything about the Holy Ghost. When somebody speaks in tongues... It don't do me a bit of good to hear you talk in tongues. It'll do nothing for me. The Bible says he that talks in tongues builds himself up. That's one way that we build up that inner man. Hallelujah. Amen. It should be a regular practice in our life that we pray through. That we, that we say. It helps keep that inner man strong. So I guarantee you, the devil, somewhere along the way, is going to come knocking. He knocked at me all afternoon on that school bus with them kids driving me crazy. Hallelujah. Amen. Everybody old how you have him days sometime, and I don't know if it's a full moon tonight or what, 
But something was going on. They were rowdy. Hallelujah. Amen. You, you know, you're going to have situations on your job that it's going to be hard for you to feel spiritual. Some people's got that certain supervisor or boss every time they come around or whatever. It makes you hard to feel Christ-like. Hallelujah. Sometimes you got that co-worker. Makes you hard to feel spiritual. That's When things like that happen, that's when beforehand, everybody say beforehand. Beforehand, you don't spend some time praying through so that inner man will be strong and it don't make no difference, hallelujah, when this outward man wants to blow his top like I'd like to blow my top on some of them kids pulled the bus over and about took my belt off to about 20 or 30 of them. Hallelujah. I'm old school, you know. Hallelujah. Amen. It don't make no difference what to say. I know what the Bible says, and I want the best way to be uh, what some of these kids need. They don't. I'm going to tell you what. You I'm, and, and please, I'm, I, don't mean, I don't mean nothing by this. I don't mean to be critical. Hallelujah. But I've seen a lot in the last 16 or 17 years that I work with school kids. And our, our educational system will not admit that they've messed up and they've gone wrong, and they've got it all, it's all out of control, and they, they don't know how to handle them. So the best way for them to do it is to call mom and dad and say, we need to get your child on Ritalin. Their best excuse is to keep them doped up. You start getting some of that dope out of some of them, some of them start acting better. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. It didn't take me long to learn how to sit still in church. The earliest, the earliest, the earliest spanking I can remember was at church. It's, I don't know how old I was, but I knew I hadn't started school yet. And my mama cut, took me outside because I was hopping around from pew to pew and wouldn't say still, fidgeting or whatever, everything. Took me outside, broke off a switch by an old tree by that, that building, and wore me out. She would, be, she would be listed for child abuse today because when I went back in there, I had whelps all up and down the backside of my legs. But I guarantee you what, I didn't, I didn't need no riddle, and I sat still the rest of the whole church time. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. We got, to, we got to do some praying through. We got to build ourselves up in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Well, I ain't going to take none of that back. I don't know how I got off on, but I ain't going to take it back. The building up of the inner man comes through total submission to the Holy Ghost and receiving the Word of God to nourish us. James chapter 1, verse 21 and 22. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive, everybody say receive, with meekness the implanted. Now, the original King James says engrafted, but it means to implant within you the implanted word which is able to save your souls. Hallelujah. I cannot, I cannot live 
And you cannot live 100% of your time just in the Spirit. There's a lot of churches don't know how to balance things out. Now, it's good, and we do it here. And I, I, I'm sensitive to the move of the Holy Ghost, and everybody knows I am, and you can't uh, 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 accuse me otherwise on this. But when we get in here in the church service and God begins to move, and I pick up through the Spirit what God wants to do, and it ain't got nothing to do with me preaching, I yield to the service to the, to the Holy Ghost. But if we come in here time after time, and we, and we just went wild, and there never was no word given out, and you didn't have nothing engrafted in you, you still would fall by the wayside somewhere. It's got to be balanced out. Hallelujah. It's the Word and the Spirit, both together in our life. Both of them is equal importance. Both of them equally important. That nourishes that inner man and lets that inner man instead of looking like a uh, starved person in a third world country, to look like what, he don't look at too much now, but Schwarzenegger did in his younger days. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. That's what it takes. Strengthening, that's the first necessity. I've got, to, uh, I've got to move on. I might not get no further than this next one. The second one is becoming rooted and grounded in love. He said that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that ye... That word ye again is a plural, talking to not just one individual, but everybody, being rooted and grounded in love. That is a necessity, it's not an option. If we're going to grow in God, if we're going to keep ourselves to where God can use us and we can be a, a, a vessel of God. You know, sometimes I wonder how many of us truly realize how important it is to allow the love of God to flow out from us like a fountain. The love of God ought to be flowing out you like a fountain all the time. All the time. It should be flowing out of me. I've got here written down, there are two indispensable attributes that every Christian must have in abundance. The first of those things is faith. The Bible said, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Amen. You've got to have faith. It's indispensable. But the second indispensable thing is love. Without these two things, everything else we do become null and void. If you do not have the love of God flowing out you towards one another, I don't care what it is you do, what kind of good works you do, it becomes null and void. Hallelujah. We've got to have that love of God. That's, that's, the key, that's the key central issue of the Christian faith. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 14. We know that we have passed from death unto life. We know that we have passed from death to life. Because I got happy and jumped up and down in the church. No. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. Wow. 
That's the sign of Christianity. That is the major sign of Christianity. All this other stuff, I told you, I, was, I don't know when it was, not a week ago, talking about the fruits of the Spirit. Is, the fruit of the Spirit is love, and everything else branches from that. This lesson tonight is, is, is going back and pulling from that. It seems like for some reason God wants to get this down, that God wants this church to, above anything else in this community and where else, to demonstrate his love. If we don't demonstrate his love, everything else we do, God's doing this to us. He's giving us a thumbs down. Hallelujah. Nothing else matters if we don't demonstrate love. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brother. And he that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Hallelujah. Amen. There's, re there's really not a whole lot that I can add to that right there. Amen. If you don't, if you don't love your brother, you're abiding in death, not life. And that is, and he said here that we've got to be rooted and grounded in it. Why is that important? If you're really rooted and grounded in love, it will make it a whole lot easier to forgive that person who's done something to hurt your feelings. Hallelujah. It's easy, makes it easier to stretch forth your hands and welcome back the prodigal. Hallelujah. I hate to say this, but I've, 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 I've been in some churches where I witnessed backsliders coming down the aisle and going to the altar. I mean, and I'm talking about people that messed up bad. And it seemed as if some people standing around the altar had rather them die and go to hell than see them come back and get forgiveness. Well, that, that's sad, but that's true. We can't be that way. Hallelujah. We got, we got some ministers. Once, sometime, once sometime somebody messes up, they don't never. Oh, you can come in, sit down. Feel free to put your money in, but you can't be used in nothing. That's not restoration. It's not restoration. we got to be rooted and grounded in love. We've got to have love. The Bible says love will cover a multitude of what? Sins. Right. Love will cover a multitude of sins. So, I, I've given you two, and I'm not going to go any further tonight. Strengthen in the inner man and become rooted and grounded in love. 